listeners, I am, as always, the gloriously bearded Jamie, and I am joined by the man with too many nicknames. I can't be bothered to go through them all today. Callum McInnes, how are you, Callum? I'm good, thank you, Jamie, for that wonderful introduction. But I will give you just one of the nicknames, and that is the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Night Messiah, and that's me, Callum McInnes. So thank you. Anyway. More importantly, we have a wonderful special guest, the gladiator of the geeks, Riley Shepherd. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, when we were reaching out for interviews a couple of weeks ago, you were on the list of people we wanted to get in touch with based on the fact you've got such a unique character. And it's something we really want to like explore a bit today. So thank you for coming on. Anytime. You made the list. You made yes, the list. Made a good list. It's a good you list, did. not like a Kevin Owens list. A good list. <laughs> you made the good lesson. It's, yeah, we were speaking uh, before the recording a little bit about how you've just come back from your injury and mm -hmm. then the pandemic hit. So the people we've been speaking to recently, we've been asking, like, what have you been doing to fill the time during the pandemic? I guess my question for you would be, what have you been doing to fill that time? But also, how does it feel to be like, you've just come back and then the pandemic hits? That must, that must suck. So there's, there's a pro and a con to the fact that I was out for about 10 months with my ACL and only came back for a couple months before all this went off. Um, I know how to do this now. I did it for a long time for 10 months because the ACL and that one was um, when I was also trying to work through the physical part of relearning to walk, relearning to run, like all of that. So I don't have that much craziness in this time. It's just more like I just want to be back in the ring. Sure. So um, I kind of use what I learned from that experience with my ACL. Um, I continued to work out. I had a personal trainer. I still do for two times a week, work out, do work at my home. I do yoga because yoga helped a whole ton with my mobility, trying to get that back with my ACL. So that's been really supportive of everything that I do in the gym or with my personal trainer. And then I've been reading and playing video games a lot. <laughs> um, that's definitely, I'm one of, I'm definitely one of those people who reads every night and I love playing video games, but it's definitely been more. <laughs> um, Is there anything and, in particular that you've been playing? Oh, I've been sucked into Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing was perfect timing with their launch. Yeah. It came yeah. out literally as the pandemic hit. Literally so I'm forming like, yeah. a whole entire island. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got all the flower colors today. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask a different question now, Callum, because I can't turn a computer on. So I'm not going to ask about that. I'm going to ask you, what books have you been reading? Because I'm an avid reader. So I'm going to ask you intellectually, Riley, what have you been reading? Well, I don't know if it's intel. So I'm a sci-fi geek. So right now I've been reading KF Breen. I'm reading a book called Soulbound that I just started. Um, I'm trying to figure out the void for my favorite series. Is, uh oh, we lost him. We found you again. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite series is Dresden Files, so I'm constantly trying to find a series that will replace that for me. I'm 
hoping he comes out with a new book supposedly this year. He's coming out with not one but two books, Jim Butcher, and I can't wait for that. <laughs> but until then, I, I have um, the free Kindle where you pretty much can rent like 10 books at a time for free. Yeah. You pay monthly for that. So I just kind of go through and I'm just reading through any sci-fi books I get my hands on. That's good to know because I can steal some ideas because I like to read. So I, I get ideas from people. I can go out and find these books. But I, I don't have a Kindle because that would be a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if I had a Kindle, it would be at Callum's house because he'd be fixing it for me every day. Oh, but, no. You're like yeah. one of those people. I was like that when I was a dispatcher. I would break all of the computers all the time. Our, my, our IT people hated me. Because I swear I would just like touch it and it would just go, nope. So yeah. it sounds like you have a similar problem. Is this when you worked in the police force? <laughs> yeah, when I was in law enforcement. So I was a dispatcher from the time I was 21 to the time I became an officer. I did it like part time. So I did it for about seven years. But um, there's always a bit of more technology with dispatcher. We literally had about five or six computers we would look out. I'd always break like one once a week. I don't know how. So, what was it like going from being a dispatcher to a professional wrestler then? Yeah, I, well, I went from dispatcher to police officer to security for a month, and then I went to wrestling, so it was quite a bit of a transition. Not much of a difference then between your careers there, just uh, police officer, wrestler. I mean, I know you get wrestlers who are police officers, like the big boss man, but yeah. um, you, you never really get people going from... Oh, I guess, actually, um, Mustafa Ali, he's also yeah. been in the police force, too. Um, but, yeah, what was it like for you, then, going from the police force to wrestling? Was it was it a big shock for you, or uh, what made you make that jump? It's a completely different world in a good way, I feel like. Um, so I wanted to be a police officer since I was 15 years old, and that was my goal. I It took 10 years. I did it. I went through the academy. I was able to do it, and then... When I was a police officer about a year in, I was starting to not feel too happy with my job. I kind of got into it more for the community policing aspect and the social work aspect of it. And I felt like where I was working at least um, and where it seems to be in our country a, a little bit of a problem that it was maybe 90% enforcement to 10% social work. So mm -hmm. I wasn't very happy with that. Um, I wanted to feel like I was helping people more, especially when it comes to like domestic violence, sexual assault, acute yeah. psychiatric, things like that were things that I felt like I could help people with. So at the same time that I was feeling that way, I got introduced to NXT where the four horsewomen were coming up because my husband, he was my uh, boyfriend at the time, my husband and his brother went to like WrestleMania in New Jersey and didn't invite me. <laughs> so I almost spitefully was like, well, I'm going to watch NXT now because you don't think I'd like it. So uh, that's that's kind of how that started. And then when I started watching these four horsewomen coming in who were badass, strong, fierce women, and I just went, I really like this. I feel like I would love doing this. And then when I saw the match between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, it was like, okay, I need to do this. It's not just a want or I would like to. I need to be in this business. And so I just gave up my policing job <laughs> and started training at the Monster Factory a month later. Damien Priest, NXT's uh, Damien Priest now, I believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. He was one of my coaches. He was amazing. He taught me so much about storytelling and psychology and my fundamentals were from him and Danny Cage at the Monster Factory. And it was amazing base to get off the ground with for sure. They're both such underrated workers, I think. Like I used to watch a lot of um, Damien Priest when he was Punishment Martinez. Yes. And he was such a good big guy. And a lot of people don't realize how agile he is and how good he is for his size. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's starting to get to, to show that in the next tier bit, especially against like his match against Balor uh, yeah. takeover in your house. So, yeah, I mean, it, it must have been great to train with him and absorb all that knowledge. Do you feel like you've taken anything away from the training uh, with him, which has like, specifically helped you? For sure. He helped a lot. Um, and I think maybe it's just I have a basis and I love to read, but he emphasized storytelling so much that it wasn't about the moves. It was about the story you told and the emotion you pulled from the audience or you showed to the audience. And that was something that I feel like since I had that from the very beginning, it's something that I treasure a lot and I try and carry forth. He always would he would critique my matches afterwards. I would always go up to him and be like, OK, tell me what I did okay, but really tell me what I need to fix. And he would be like, okay, you did this, this, and this. Why did you do that? Like, what was your reasoning behind it? And if I didn't have a good answer, be like, oh, okay, I get you. So that part of it was something he really honed into me for sure. Mm. And when you started training with him, was that your first like actual um, introduction <clears throat> to, to wrestling training? Or had you done yeah. it previously? Yeah. No, so I started wrestling when I was 28 years old um, in 2016, May 2016. So my first introduction to wrestling actually being in ring was the tryout that I had for Monster Factory. And it was just running the ropes, doing a couple bumps. But that was my very first introduction was learning from Damien and Danny Cage. And have you been a fan your whole life or is it something that you got into later on in life? No, it was definitely because the WrestleMania that they didn't invite me to. So cool, though. I, I always find it fascinating. People getting basically, she did it just she did it despite her husband. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the the thing was, I was he had watched with his brother growing up, but when we started dating, he didn't watch anymore. And I knew of it because my great grandfather sort of watched it, hmm. but the rest of my family, it they had no idea about it. They never watched it. it wasn't on the TV. It wasn't in my home. So he would talk about it with his brother and was like, oh, that seems really cool. And I would sort of be interested in it. But yeah, it was when they didn't get me the ticket to WrestleMania. He was like, no, we're fixing this. <laughs> we're going to do this together. <laughs> you didn't bring me to WrestleMania, so I'm going to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> That's incredible. Fair play. Well done for your commitment right there. To be, to be fair, it's paid off. <laughs> Yeah. So what you can do now is when you headline WrestleMania, not if, when, I have, I have faith in you, Riley, I have faith, you can then not get him a ticket. There yeah. you go. No, I will never. So even though I was not invited, my husband has been literally nothing but supportive. I call him my husband, Jer, because he makes my graphics, he made my website, he helps me with my merch, he's come and sold merch for me. When I debuted for Women of Honor in Madison Square Garden, he was in the seats with one of his friends watching me. Like, I knew where he was, so it, I would have him along for the ride every step of the way. That's awesome. It's good you have that support as well. 
especially. Wow, you performed in the garden as well. Wow, that's yeah. that's incredible. That's uh, that's on my bucket list. I've, I've I've visited Madison Square Garden, but I've never I've, when I've been in New York, I've never actually been to a show there. That must be surreal. That must have been surreal to, to be. Wow, <laughs> it was especially because that was my first time ever on TV. That was yeah. my it was for Ring of Honor, my very first time. So it, everything about it was kind of I, I like was an extra, but me actually being in a match that was the first time. And so walking down to the ring, my heart was just like pounding out of my chest. And then I just go, "Oh, my husband's up there. Make sure you put him." And then after that, I was I was good. Um, but yeah, it it was definitely surreal. It was almost an out of body experience until that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, though. I mean, it, it's cool for anyone to perform at uh, Madison Square Gardens, but I feel like it's on on the bucket list for every wrestler. Like, you, you, there's always the the bucket list of wanting to wrestle in Japan. You want to be at WrestleMania, yeah. and I think wrestling at Madison Square Gardens is one of those. So that's insanely cool that you've been able to do that. Uh, but going back to like you, you said that you're a fairly fairly new to wrestling, and you got into it when you know, when you didn't get invited to WrestleMania, understandable. Um, but what what really drew you into wrestling? And you say you like uh, D&D. And mm. what I wanted to know is, do you feel like the two worlds are very much similar? Like, is there is there a crossover where if you like D&D, you're probably a fan of wrestling too? So I actually haven't started playing D&D until this quarantine. I always wanted to, but I never did. Um, I used to LARP which I feel like that I definitely took elements, like literally my armor and my sword. My sword is a LARPing sword. Mm. Um, so I've taken elements from LARPing and the character that you create and the character you invest in is definitely, definitely has elements of wrestling. Um, I think what drew me into it a lot was the athletic part of it because I was a gymnast from the time I was seven to the time I was 18. And I was always kind of trying to fill that void because once you get to a certain age, gymnastics goes a little bit by the wayside. You're not quite as flexible. Um, so I was doing like cardio kickboxing, trying to be an instructor with that, trying to figure out that void. And I feel like I got into wrestling because of the athletic part of it. And then when it was the match with Sasha and Becky and how the audience literally sang back Becky's entrance music to her after she won, I felt the emotion there. Mm -hmm. And the story there, and that would just, that hooked me. Line and sinker just hooked me. From what I've heard about lapping, I've got a friend called Jerris who he's been lapping for the last maybe eight to 10 years. And the way he describes it to me, like his character, it's very much like a wrestling character because they've got backstories, they've got current stories, they've got like an, an arcing story going over. And yep. it's fascinating when he's talking to me about it. So do you feel like being a, a LARPer has helped with your wrestling character too, given that you you know, your wrestling character is a LARPer? Oh, for sure. I've definitely taken elements of LARPing in the video games that I play because m my favorite video game is Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Those are my two favorite, nice. which is, they're RPGs. They're story, like, if you see, there's a theme. I love storytelling. <laughs> so I've, I've taken elements of that and added it into wrestling. Um, my last name, Shepard, is actually Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Oh, so, like, sweet. Okay. There's, there's like little subtle things. I'm from Mystic Realms, which is actually where I used to LARP. 
so there's like subtle things that I've brought into my my geekdom, my sci-fi geekdom, and I've added them into my new geekdom. Uh, but yeah, the the LARPing part and having a character and, and having a backstory, which is something they teach you in LARPing, like how would that character react? How would, not you, but how would this character that you created, how would they react? And so that definitely carries into wrestling for sure. That's awesome. So you feel like uh, even though maybe <laughs> what larping? Larping is is it live action role playing? It is okay. Larping is live action role playing. I'm trying to role models. Have you ever seen the movie Role Models? Yeah, yeah That's the one that anyone ever knows. If you don't know larping, that's like the mainstream one. The and the lightning bolt, lightning bolt video that everyone. Sees. That was the first time I saw laughing was actually from Role Models. Um, yeah. Then my friend got into it, and I was like, oh, right, so you do that thing from Role Models. And he was like, yeah. It's like, okay, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and the one that I went to, I felt, obviously, it's a movie with Role Models, so they didn't get as involved, but literally is a weekend of you going to a campground, and from Friday night till Sunday morning, they literally say game on and game off. You are that character. You are doing trails with, they call them NPC characters, which are like the bad guys you have to fight or who give you quests, kind of like a video game. Um, and you, it leads to the main battle on Saturday night where you, everything that culminated through Friday and Saturday morning, it leads to this huge battle and everyone coming together and clashing. It's just, it's really cool. It's a fun experience for sure. I have always wanted to go along to it, you know, like, it sounds really cool, actually. To be fair, I'm I, I'm I'm not familiar until you mentioned role models, but now it's like this sounds actually really cool. You've, it is. You've sold me. You've sold me. Callum, we're going to become lapers. Pardon? We're going to become lapers. Okay, do let's do it. Let's do, <laughs> do it. it. <laughs> For I'm sure. Cool. And when I when I got into it, I was actually going through a really bad breakup, and my friend who LARPed was like, "Hey, do you want to dr go dress up in the woods and hit people?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so that's literally how I got into it. And then you realize there's such an underground world of everything, but it's it's a lot of fun, and it's you get this community kind of like wrestling. You end up with a community who enjoys and has the same passions as you. I feel like it's two very passionate communities, like you said. If you're a wrestling fan. If you speak to someone else who likes wrestling, it's like you've known each other your whole life. You've got that one thing in common. You might disagree on everything. Like, oh, AEW is better. Oh, I love NXT. You know, that kind of thing. But you're still wrestling fans, and it seems like you've got that connection. Do you feel like it's the same with people who lap as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's... um. It's funny because you can disagree, but it's like surface disagreement where the next day you're perfectly fine and friends. Like you can have your opinions and your disagreements, but at the end of the day, you're just passionate about LARPing or you're just passionate about wrestling. And that's why you're even having the disagreement to begin with. But I got both when I was LARPing and now with wrestling, I have such a diverse community that I wouldn't have had in my life without it. And it's amazing to me. What do you feel like the similarities are between the two worlds then? Like, because to me, as an outsider, I guess, like, I look at the two and I I've always thought of um, wrestling as a, a form of escapism for myself. Mm -hmm. It's a world that I can just throw myself into and forget about all the, the worries and issues that I'm having in my life. Mm -hmm. And is that the same for LARP as well? Because that's what it feel like for me. 
It is, it is for sure. Um, and growing up reading was that escapism for me. So it, it's kind of like what you're reading on the pages, you now have become that character and they're now leaping off the pages and you're immersing yourself for an entire weekend into this character, into this storybook that is coming to life at like literally in this campground and you're all working together to make this storybook come alive. So it's very similar to wrestling in that yeah. way when you you have these feuds, you have these storylines and you're working with other people to make that come off the come alive. It's not the only difference is wrestling is a performance for fans, whereas LARPing is very tight-knit, and it, I feel like it's more for the people who are involved in that community and who are performing themselves. But besides that, they're very similar in that way. Yeah, that makes sense. I've, I've never thought about it like that. The the wrestling is for the, the audience, whereas LARP is very much for the people who are there at the time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to actually just go to one and see what character I come up with. Because Jamie, Jamie to me looks like he looks like he's a LARP character with that beard. He needs to Just be laughing, right? Be careful where you go with this, Callum. <laughs> your beard's beautiful. What? How did you take that as an insult? You'd be an awesome Viking. There we go. Why don't you just start with that, Callum? Thank you, Riley. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be a Viking. It's, uh, I, I, I want to laugh. I'm not even lying. I mean, I'm sold. There's no, there's no technology involved, so that's a winner for me. I get to <laughs> in the woods, and I get to dress up as a Viking. I'm sold. 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 It's <laughs> so, perfect. Outside of the, the, the lapping and the wrestling, um, what else do you do? Like, you say you're the gladiator of the geeks. You, you do your video gaming. You play D&D now. You do your lapping. You like wrestling. Those are four things which people would pretty much consider geeky. It's one of them is definitely the reason we're classed as geeky. And what else do you do that uh, makes you the, the gladiator of the geeks? I think just my geekiness started when I was young with reading. Um, I was grounded a lot growing up. So <laughs> they would take all of my, t I had like a Game Boy. That's the only technology I was allowed with video games. That's all I had until I was about 21. Was it just a Game Boy? And I would always get that taken away <laughs> because I was grounded. So I had books. And like you said before, it was my escape. I would lock myself in my room with my books. And it was Goosebumps or Harry Potter were like, or I started Lord of the Rings, but it was more the movies that I was drawn to than the books. So it was always reading and the sci-fi movies that kind of started me on this whole journey of who I am as a geek, my geekdom, which everyone has their own geekdom, but my geekdom has always been the sci-fi realm from reading and movies, and it just evolved from there. Are you a Star Trek girl or a Star Wars girl? I am actually neither. <laughs> Weirdly Ooh, enough. Controversial. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's more like I was into Renaissance and Lord of the Rings and magic, part mm. of sci-fi um i did watch the original trilogy star wars when i went to saint john's the virgin island and my aunt would have me and my sister while she was trying to work and babysit us so she literally just sat us down in, in front of the star wars trilogy um and that's what we would do we'd go swimming in the pool or go watch star wars but that really i've never watched them avidly or star trek my mom is a trekkie <laughs> but I, I actually never did. 
My dad's the same. My dad's a massive Trekkie. I, I've never seen Star Wars as well, but I, I do like Star Trek, and I, and I blame my dad for that, but in a good way, because yeah. I like Star Trek now. But I've, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. That makes you mad. Uh, I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Um, I, I don't even know. It's about a ring, right? I mean, sort of. There's like a whole bunch more than that. But uh, I mean, yeah, sure. In the vaguest <laughs> sense, it's about a ring. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I know about Lord of the Rings is somebody I used to work with told me I look like some someone called Gimli. Gimli, or yes, yeah, I've always said you look like Gimli. Yeah, I feel like dwarf and larping too. I wasn't gonna say that because I didn't know if you'd take that the wrong way. But I feel like the dwarves are very strong and awesome. But I didn't know if you'd take it the wrong way. I've called him Gimli before. If we've been arguing, I've said like, "Oh, shut up, Gimli!" And it's it's gone over his head because he never understands like who Gimli is. No. But now you've confirmed it's a small red-headed dwarf. He's a bit wiser to it now, I imagine. I'll have you know, right? I am a massive, ginormous five foot six. So right? five six, my ass. You're about five four. I'm five foot six, then. <laughs> I'm five okay. foot six. My one of my fans who knows that I love Lord of the Rings jokes with me that I'm a hobbit, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I get the short people problems. I'm only five three, despite people thinking I'm somehow taller. Um, but I'm only five three, so short people problems. <laughs> I am actually five foot six. Says Mister Six Foot Two over here, who's like what five foot seven. I'm five foot. I'm every part of five foot ten. I'll have you know. And you could be an elf. Yeah, I'd be an elf. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be an elf. You'd be a dwarf. I'll be a hobbit. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. Deal. Deal. Taking all the boxes. You're, you're you're just like becoming my favorite person in the whole world tonight, Riley. I mean, everything you say is just is winning me over. You know, I'm I'm a Viking. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> A dwarf Viking, yeah. That's yeah, you're a dwarf warrior. See, there we go. And they have, they have those awesome battle axes that literally, like, you need two hands to even be able to swing around. Like, they're strong. I would love one of them. My, my brother's actually got something like that, like, framed on his wall. Um, but my brother, as Callum can attest, my brother actually is a giant, isn't he? Yeah, he's so, um, the genetic lottery out of you and your brother, isn't he? He's, he's about six foot two, 20 stone of muscle. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big looks, dude. Looks amazingly, looks a lot like the milkman as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Something went terribly wrong. Something went terribly wrong. My family jokes that I'm adopted because I'm literally the shortest person in my family. I have three other siblings. And my parents are still together. They're all tall. They're all 5'10 or taller. And I'm like, how? How did this happen? How did I get literally the short jeans? But it's fine. I make it work. And it's yeah. unless I'm trying to reach tall things in like cabinets. But then I get a step stool and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel your pain, Riley. I'm with you on this one. You know, ignore Mr. Heightist over here. Forget him. I'm not heightist. Let's let's nip that in the bud. I'm not heightist in the slightest. <laughs> so. Anyway, Riley. Regardless of what it is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, I mean, what the, uh, what's, let's go back to wrestling then. What, what's the plans? <laughs> yeah, you know, when, when wrestling returns, what, what are your plans? What are you hoping for? What's the, what's the goal? So I actually got to train for the first time last night uh, with my coach, Damian Adams, at Team Adams. Hashtag Team Adams. Uh, and, oh, my gosh, I was telling uh, I was telling Kamala earlier that I'm so sore because you're first running the ropes or, or bumping. It's almost like you're doing it all over again. Mm. And you go to bump and you're, like, holding your breath so you knock the wind out of you. <laughs> so last night I got all of that out of the way and I actually posted videos of it and it felt so amazing just to be able to work through everything. Um, so right now my biggest goal, because I don't know when wrestling is going to open back up, is just to train and I'm probably going to be training at least three times a week. Um, when my other dojo opens, maybe it's going to be four times a week. I think they're opening in July with Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. He's Worldwide Dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't opened yet. So that's the first step to get all of the ring rust off. Hopefully it comes back faster than the last time when I came back from ACL because it was a shorter break. Um, and then it's just, I want to travel. I, I literally, January 24th, I quit my full-time job to pursue wrestling full-time. So that's that, so cool. that, is that so was cool. my goal, <laughs> was to do wrestling full-time. So I want to travel. I've been in the tri-state area. I want to go everywhere else. I want to go to Japan um, and just... The goal is AEW, Impact, WWE, Ring of Honor. That's a contract with one of the big companies, but one step at a time at this point. Um, I mean, hopefully there's there's plans to come over here to the UK. Yes. Yes, I actually was supposed to go to London. I think it was April. I was in talks with one of my friends to go to London for a promotion and then everything kind of happened and it, it, everything got put on hold. So I'm hoping that I can get over there and maybe do a tour or two. Got to have some people who want to bring me over there. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll, we'll make it known, like, uh, not that we have any, like, pull in the UK, but we'll put out a few tweets about it. We'll we'll sort something out. <laughs> and if you can't you'll have two fans in the front row. We'll be, we'll be there. Yay! Yes, there's a Viking dwarf and an elf. We'll be there. Yes. Now, but now you have to dress up in cosplay to come. I'm oh, no, kidding. You don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I absolutely do that. I really baby really. steps, Riley. Baby steps. Baby oh, steps. Trying. <laughs> but who knows? By the time I come there, you might have larped and been like, "This is my life now." Jesus. So, <laughs> you now have a whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm loving that. I, I genuinely like. I love this idea. I genuinely do. I, I would definitely do this. It'd be amazing. In, I get to hit people. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, messaged we, my... We have a great team in the UK, don't we, Callum? So, I mean, you, we would, you would find it very easily to get booked over here. You really would. And we, we, we will make that happen, right? We'll make that happen. Don't worry about that. <laughs> You're making a lot of promises, Jamie, but we'll... we'll yeah. Once my name starts getting a little bit bigger over here, eventually they'll start yeah. being like, oh, we need to bring her overseas. So you, we'll you, see. You, I'm hoping that happens sometime soon. But until then, just put my head down and keep working hard. We're, we're from the UK. We've heard of you. We've seen you work. So I imagine a lot of people over here have too. So I'm sure you're on the on the radar of some promotions. So if you do come over, that would be fantastic. And the good 
with the UK as well. It's like literally every city seems to have a promotion now. Doesn't yeah, they do. It's it's, it's it's popping up everywhere. Every, every city's got a company, and you'd be spot up for choice at the moment. It's incredible. We've got our own in our city. Then you go an hour down the road to a city called Leeds. They've got about 17 promotions. It's like everywhere's got their own promotion. So it's a wonderful, wonderful time to be a British wrestling fan. You do find a problem getting a booking over here. We used to have like one promotion in the whole country, which was the FWA run by Alex Shane. And now we have like, like Jamie said, there's like five promotions per, per city maybe more so it's it's kind of become like the american independent wrestling scene and america has to me the best indies in the whole world i i grew up watching the american indies like your ring of honor chikara mm-hmm. uh, you know iwa mid-south and from being like um from the background you're from where you haven't grown up watching wrestling mm-hmm. have you gone back and watched any of the old independents in america like because that's where some of the greats have come from. I watch uh, a lot of Ring of Honor and WD, WWE stuff. I haven't really watched too much independence besides Chikara. Mm. Um, because Chikara literally is in Pennsylvania. And I've done seminars with Mike Quackenbush. And he's phenomenal. And Ophidian. Um, they're both amazing, amazing people. Um, and teachers and coaches and the wealth of knowledge that they have. So those three have mainly been what I've watched old school. And then whatever my coaches sends me, like, here, you need to watch this, study this. Like, he give, literally gives me match tape to study. But the independence, like, in the tri-state area, not not as much. Mm. Yeah, well, you're right, absolutely right with that, though. Mike Quackenbush and Ophidian, uh, two people we've had the pleasure to speak to. And speaking to Mike, he's just such an intellectual person. I felt so stupid talking to Mike because when he was talking, I was like, you sound so smart. And then there's me with my broad whole accent sounding like a complete idiot. And But Ophidian, Ophidian is just such a cool dude as well. Um, I was talking to him last week because he's, he runs the seminars at, well, is it the World Dojo now? The worldwide, so the one yeah. that I was talking about with Cheeseburger, who actually runs it, he just brought Ophidian in. Yeah. So now when I go back to them, I'm excited. I'm hoping that it will be on the days that Ophidian also teaches because that guy is like made of liquid. He just, it's so fluid. He's a snake. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But <laughs> he's so fluid. And I'm just like, teach me your ways. How are you boneless? <laughs> Yeah, he, he's a guy I could definitely see um, signing with like an AEW or something, for example. He's He's got that character w- which would fit into AEW perfectly, yeah. if you ask me. And it, he's a guy who I think is quite underrated because um, yes. watching his old Chikara work, he, he's been some, part of some of the most viral spots in wrestling, like with the, the hypnosis bit. Yeah. Like, where, yeah, amazing. Like there's people who I know who aren't wrestling fans who have told me about that before and like, oh, have you seen that hypnosis bit? And it's just amazing how like things like that can get over with the the casual viewers. Yeah. I actually I actually saw that live. Oh really? Um, it, it came to the UK um four or five years ago now to a company called Preston City Wrestling. And he was actually wrestling a guy uh, called Liguero. Uh, he's in NXT UK now. And he did he did that and I'm in the cross the first time I'd seen him and I'm like what, what what's going on? <laughs> he just he did the whole hypnosis thing. I thought this is awesome, and the fans were buying into it, and it was just 
it was great. It was over. The atmosphere was brilliant, and it was it was a guy hypnotizing another guy. I was like, this is this is why I love wrestling. Only in wrestling can that happen. Yeah. I love it. It's all, all those little things that you like. The athletic part is amazing of it, but it's all those like little moments that stand out and stick in your yeah. mind for like your life. That yeah. that's what makes wrestling amazing for sure. I, I always when when I was younger, it was more about the moves. Like the, it was the moves that impressed me. But now I'm older, I find it's the the small intricacies in wrestling, like in the stories, like you said, that really stick with me. I can watch a match and I won't remember many of the moves, but I will remember the moments. And I think that's what's really cool about wrestling. And I guess I never really understood before when people said it is about the story. And I was like, what story? How is, how is there a wrestling story in a match? But there is. Yeah. I, I was reading an interview today with The Undertaker and he, he basically said, we use the moves to tell the story. Yeah. And it, it's a beautiful thing. And, and coming from a guy like him, you know, it's he who gets it. It's, it is yeah. a beautiful thing. It's such a wonderful form of art. And that's why it's consumed our lives. You know, can you imagine? It's consumed my life for a long time. Can you imagine not having wrestling in your life now? Or is it, does it seem like it's always been there? It's, Are you uh, talking to me? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I can't imagine wrestling anymore. Like just having just having to be forced to step away between my ACL and this pandemic. I just am chomping at the bit to get back in as soon as possible and to kick people's heads off and things like that. So I've only been in wrestling literally for four years. I've only been training for four years. Um, and I've really only been wrestling for about two and a half because of my injury, but the, not only wrestling, but the community that it builds with the other wrestlers in the locker room, the fans, just, I can't imagine not having that in my life. My, my personal growth has grown so much just from coming from law enforcement to here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, you, you're surrounded by people of different backgrounds, different personalities, they, and they all bring something to the table. And then just having these fans who you never imagine, like, it's possible. I'm just completely humbled every single time. Every single time a little kid is like, hey, can I take your picture? Or having someone reach out and be like, hey, I'd love an 8 by 10 I haven't seen you yet, but I want to see you. Just, it's humbling to me. And I can't imagine not having all of these people in my life anymore. Yeah, I can imagine that's the case. Like, uh, like I said, you, you didn't watch wrestling growing up, but you found it and now it's part of your life. You love it. I always think that's really cool when people find wrestling later on in the life, but still become huge fans because I really do think wrestling is for everybody at any age. I don't think it's just for kids. I think there's something in wrestling for everybody that anybody can enjoy, regardless of how old you are. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that if they're not fans, but once they find it, and to watch it most people end up loving wrestling yeah yeah even and it's funny my my father-in-law doesn't really like wrestling it doesn't really get it mm. uh but he's come to watch me at uh dropkick depression in one of my one of my old matches at mfpw and dropkick depression has a bunch of people from chikara so it's a very interesting atmosphere to try and introduce to someone who's not a fan at all um and he's so funny because he's like it's okay i like your matches <laughs> <laughs> so 
he's really nice about it. But everyone else, like my best friend and her mom, they came to my uh, match, my first match back against Darius Carter at BCW after my ACL injury. And I remember during the match, just literally hearing it's her. It was her first time ever seeing me wrestle. Literally hearing them screaming at the top of their lungs the entire time. And she came up to me. She's like, "Oh my god, that was so amazing! I can't." He's, she's like, "You need to let me come again." I'm like, "I don't need to let you like just come, <laughs> just come and enjoy it." I'm like, "I'm so happy you had fun. I'm so happy you enjoyed the show." And 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 this is my best friend who I literally I've been friends with her since I was seven. And it was her first time seeing wrestling at all. That's so, so cool. So, so the first time she saw wrestling a, was, was your yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah, it was, well, it was the whole show, that show. But yeah, it might, that was the first time she ever saw me wrestle was the comeback match. That's so awesome. It was, cool. it was really cool. It's a beautiful thing. Told you, wrestling's a beautiful thing. Yes. <laughs> so before we start wrapping things up, I usually ask, um, what's what's next for yourself? Like, where can we find you in the coming months? I'm guessing right now that's still a little bit up in the air, a bit undecided. Um, but I'm hoping, like we said before, we get the chance to see you in the UK. That would be mm -hmm. fantastic. And if you do, let us know. We'll be there. And is there anything coming up that you want to uh, promote? Like, I know I know you've got a, a store with What A Maneuver. Yes, I do. Uh, so it is What A Maneuver. I tried to say the whole line and someone said it was too long. So just Google What A Maneuver and Riley Shepard and you'll find my page. Um, I do also have a website, RileyShepard.com. And I'm on all social media platforms at the Riley Shepherd, and I don't have any dates coming up, unfortunately, obviously, because things haven't opened up. But I know there's a lot. I've still been in touch with promoters, so I'm still the Rogue Women's Warrior Champion. So whenever that starts back up, I will definitely be there. And BCW and NYCW, um, and a, quite a few other places. I'm still as soon as they open, I'll be there. <laughs> Perfect. That's. Uh, so we can find you on social media at uh, the Riley Shepherd, was it? Yep, at yeah. the Riley Shepherd. The Riley Shepherd, perfect. Jamie, you were throwing me off then. I was wondering what the hell you were doing. You were walking Stand around it. your house. I was. <laughs> I am incredibly professional. I forgot to put my phone on charge, so I've done it now before I go. Good. I well I'm proud of you. Thank I'm you. glad you figured that out before it shut off, though. So that's yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> I would be really awkward if it just cut off and Jamie left. He was done. <laughs> he was done with the conversation. He's out. I I left my charger in the room. I had to go and get it. I do apologize. I tried to walk in front of me still, so you can see. You had your thumb over half the camera. <laughs> yeah, you reminded me of like the the grandparents who are trying to figure out Zoom during yeah. all this time, and they're like this close. That's what it reminded me of. That's basically, Jamie. <laughs> Put it yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Pretty much me. Yeah, I just, I I don't get it. The amount of times we record uh, an episode, and I'm literally a beard. And yeah, it's just it's just yeah. the lower half of it. It's just this beard with a mouth talking. <laughs> that's that's it. Well, at least they got the good part, right? Yeah, exactly. Your, your nice, luxurious beard. <laughs> there we go. There we go. The ratings. This is the ratings. This is the ratings. It would be awesome to get you on again in the future. And like when wrestling's back to normal, let's see what's going on with Riley Shepard. And let's see where you're going to be wrestling. I'm hoping we're going to see you in AEW, NXT sometime. 
I think you've definitely got a unique enough character to stand out in that kind of environment. And I've actually just got a message off my friend who I said, um, I'm talking to a girl who laps, uh, a wrestler. And he said, if ever she comes to England, she's welcome to come lap with us. So I, yes! think, it's, um, I think it's called Empire. So it's, uh, I think there's 2,000 people who do this one. And it's in a field. And they're all like, I, I can't do it justice. But he said, if you ever come over, you're more than welcome to go lap with him. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That makes me so. So not only will I come for wrestling, but I also get LARPing. Like, I need to be Absolutely. over there as soon as possible. And you both would need to come if I went LARPing at Empire, for oh, sure. Count us in. Count us in. We're, we're there. <laughs> I'm already there. I, 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 I'm there. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. And oh, we can't wait having... to be able to get back to wrestling. We know you've had your injury, you've come back, and now the pandemic's hit, but really can't wait to see you once wrestling's back to normal. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And we all can't wait for wrestling to be back to normal. But until then, at least we can see each other, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but thank you, and we'll be back on Monday with Ringsiders Roundup. Goodbye. Thank you.